And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. And uh, thank you, person who corrected me on my uh, on my thumbnail that I made. Apparently, I used the wrong word, Matt. Apparently, I didn't put an H in there when I was supposed to put an H. Thank you for not having my back and not correcting my spelling. I showed you that first title card how many uh, weeks in advance, and you never. Yeah, yeah, it. I didn't. I didn't notice it either. So yeah. <laughs> Blind leading the blind over here in terms of spelling, everybody. <laughs> hmm. So we're doing another early Monday morning record right now. Well, early Monday for me, late. Is it still Sunday for you, Matt? Uh, it's Tuesday morning for me at the oh, moment. Holy shit. Australia, land of the rising sun, land of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's that for him. Uh yeah, uh, there was there was something I wanted to say. What I wanted to say. Oh yeah, I wanted to thank uh, everyone for making the first episode of the Comic Multiverse such a such a rollicking success. I'm looking at the numbers right now. We cracked well over two thousand, which you know it is roughly what we got uh, for Blood Sweat Comics uh, back on the other channel. So I think it's cool that pretty much everyone who liked us and everyone who really wanted to watch us again found us. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good to see everyone over there and back to normal, basically. Yeah, a lo lot of love for us and the show that we do. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that uh, a hell of a lot. I know a lot of fans were asking, too, you know, what's the next step for, like, SoundCloud and Podbean? And basically putting the show on some audio site where they can download. Well, I can tell you, uh, I was looking into it last week. I uh, was looking into it pretty hard, and what I basically ran into is what I thought I was going to run into, and that is all these podcast sites let you let you start an account for free, mm -hmm. but then if you want to put up anything longer than an hour, you got to pay them. Is what I discovered. Oh, really? That's basically that's how what, they get you. That's, that's how, how they, they get, get you. you. Any what it breaks down to is anything over five hundred megabytes and an hour long show with the nice crisp clean audio that you've come to love and respect from us is well over 500 they're like well you can put up something bigger than that if you're doing a podcast once a month and i'm like ah well we're not doing a podcast once a month <laughs> far from it in fact uh there was actually quite a few nice fans who said hey is there anything i can do to help the new podcast and i jokingly said uh yeah can i have some money <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but but buddy can you spare a dime that's well, well at least you're honest <laughs> at least i'm honest yeah can i have some money no 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 i'm not at that point yet where i'm going to be taking monies or doing patreons or doing fundraisers maybe down the line but we'll see how popular the show gets and honestly after the first episode i think it's going to be pretty popular we'll definitely keep that in the back of our mind there's several other avenues i'm looking at right now there's a place called archive.com which is literally just a place where you can archive files including audio and people can just go there and download the raw mp3 that i'm recording right now if they want i'm looking into that as well that sounds good yeah that's that's okay and again as i've said before if you people just want to go to keepvid which is a site where you can basically just download uh, YouTube videos, you can just download an MP3 right off there if you want. You you, you have my permission. You can do that. <laughs> if you really want to keep the show and walk around with it, you know, in your minds and in your hearts, that's totally something you can do. <laughs> so uh, so what's up with you, Matt? Uh, how's, uh, how's your week been? Pretty good. It's been pretty chill. You know, I, I went... It's cool. I, I actually went away for like just like a small sort of vacation before I head back to college and um 
when the hotel I was staying in, apparently Samuel L. Jackson was staying in it. No shit. At the same time, yeah, he's he's here filming. I think the new King Kong movie. Sweet. Did you hear him yell "motherfucker" at any time while you were there? I didn't. I didn't even see him. But apparently, like, because people were like there to like look for him, basically, like paparazzi, I guess. Of course. Um, the reception said the day before we came down, he was like in the lobby for like an hour and a half just signing shit. Like, you just go up to him and like get a photo and stuff like that. Samuel L. Jackson God damn it. is one of the few people I think I would be genuinely starstruck around. Like, I wouldn't know what to say. He seems like a cool guy. He does, and, like, even in his bad movies, he's still totally awesome in everything. Like, I can't say that was a bad Samuel L. Jackson performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always great. And, man, he, he got shafted for the Oscars this year for not getting nominated for anything for Hateful Eight. That's unfortunate, even though that's probably one of the best roles he's done in a while. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, him disappearing right into it. Now, I'm sure some would argue, well, doesn't Samuel L. Jackson basically just play Samuel L. Jackson in every movie? To which I say, yes, but he's the best at it. <laughs> yes, he acts like himself the best. And he deserves to be Sam motherfucking Jackson Academy Award winner motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to carry that around. Well, if he doesn't get it this year, he'll probably get it next year. Yeah, you'll get it for something. Man, did you see that the people were so ticked off at the Academy Awards, they eventually said, fine, fine, we're reworking the rules now. And so now there's yeah, like I a, know. Now there's it's like insane. an amendment. You can only vote for like every 10 years. Like you have a 10-year thing as an Academy member, then you got to nominate someone else to join. I know. It's, it's kind of cool. So you don't have the same people voting for basically the yeah. same stuff. But, yeah, it's just insane. Of course, of course, then the problem you run into where it's like, you know, how do we know the same old fogies who run the Academy now won't nominate their old fogey friends after exactly years? Exactly. Just like, hey, Bill, come, you know, fill in for me and just here, vote this. And just perpetuate this. Exactly. And perpetuate the same shit over and over again. Or how do we know they just won't pass it off to their kids or some shit and go, okay, now here you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I believe this week, too, I believe yesterday, in fact, there was some manner of sports ball event that people were quite into. Yes, I know. For some reason, Twitter really liked it. Yeah, Twitter really liked this game of the pigskin and the gridiron <laughs> and such. All, all I know is I just kept my uh, eyes on Twitter uh, eating vegetable bowls and such and waiting for when trailers dropped. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. The, f the funny thing is that oh, all the trailers came out before the game even started. Oh, of course. Now, that was hilarious. Now, unlike the real sporting event, which was, of course, the Puppy Bowl, which I hate to say I lost way more money on this year than I care to admit. I, I lost about <laughs> five grand on that. I think I think I might have a gambling problem. Also, fuck you, Team Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and your cute little faces and your fumbling asses. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we got a bunch of trailers. I, di I didn't get to watch as many of them as I wanted to. I think I may have skipped some of the bigger ones like TMNT and like uh, Batman v Superman, but I did see the other ones. So what did you think, uh, Matt? Oh, Batman v Superman didn't have a TV spot. Oh, didn't I? I thought there was some hey, it had, um with like Lex had, like, on some a plane. Weird, yeah, weird product placement thing for a real airline going to a fictional city it was really oh. weird it was so weird <laughs> there was a lot of that going on because uh, ant-man and the hulk were also shelling out for coke that was a pretty cool spot that, that was, was a cool, cool spot i'm just like oh ant-man's a nice friend opening the hulk's coke <laughs> uh that was pretty cool but yeah it's a civil war spot 
It was only 40 seconds, but it was a pretty cool 40 seconds. You can I actually went back and compared this to the full-on trailer, and you can see how they've changed and uh, kind of dressed up up more. Yeah, yeah. Just, and bloody Bucky just tried to shoot Tony Stark in the head. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That that basically says his entire character right there. I may shoot you in the head kind of guy. <laughs> also, Iron Man with a new sort of Iron Man suit technology. Yeah, that looks really cool. It does. It's basically just gloves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it might be a part of like a bigger suit. True. I, I know we were all thinking like, when's he just going to do like the nano machine suit or like the extremist suit where it's like it's on him all the time or it's part of his body or he'll just summon like all the little nanos and it'll form on him. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm thinking they're probably saving that for Infinity War. You know, it's funny how like in every movie, Tony Stark has a different variation on the suit and yet it only changes a little bit. Even though where it's like, oh, you know, now it's in a pack, or, you know, now I have a whole machine that does it for me in a few seconds. Yeah, I know. It, it's pretty, cool. It's or pretty I can, cool. Or I can summon the parts to me, like, in three, and they all come crashing through stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there was also an X-Men trailer. We got, like, 40 seconds of X-Men, which basically it was all just to show off, hey, doesn't Olivia Munn look good as Psylocke? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. And I'm like, yeah, this bland actress looks great as this bland character. Good going. Yeah, and it looks like just, you know, your general comic book movie, lots of destruction and Poe Dameron being Poe Dameron. And... <laughs> He's so Poe Dameron. He's the most Poe Dameron. <laughs> but he gets big, though. He gets real big. Yeah, he's big Poe Dameron. Yeah, I guess they wanted to show that afterwards. Like, hey, look, he changes size like in the comics, everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, there, there was also a um, Bourne trailer as well. Jason Bourne trailer. See, I missed the Bourne trailer. What was that about now? <sighs> it's pretty good. It's pretty it? good. See, I missed the boat I, on the entire Bourne series. Really? I really enjoy them. I, I, I think there's some pretty cool movies. Do I need to sit down and watch all of them? I know when they did the Jeremy Renner Bourne one, you know, everyone was kind of angry where it's like, oh, he's a dumb guy who has to take smart pills to not be dumb. <laughs> I, I don't think it was really that. I think that, like the pills are sort of like a miniature super soldier serum. Oh, okay. And if he stopped taking them, he would die. Oh, well, that well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looked really cool. It's um, I don't think Jeremy Jeremy Renner's in this one though. No, they didn't like Renner, sure. so they brought back Damon, didn't they? <laughs> I, I there were talks about them teaming up though. Oh, a nice team up movie. Yeah, but this one looked really cool. He, it looks like he gets spotted by like the government in some big riot, and they go after him, and he destroys cars and stuff. <laughs> Sounds about right. And punches uh, people. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The spy genre is in such a weird place right now, isn't it? When you think that, like, this year we had, uh, or no, last year, I should say, 2015, we had uh, Kingsman, which was an awesome return to, like, 007 vibe and feel and everything. Then we had Spectre, which everyone yep. really hated. And then we also had, like, The Last Mission Impossible, which everyone really liked. Everything's topsy-turvy, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, and... Yeah, it's been it's it's been good, but then there's also been some bad stuff. Like I don't know whether you saw it, but that man from Uncle wasn't too good. The trailers looked fun, and I left it at it, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the trailers looked really fun, but the movie just felt kind of bland. And I think I know why because the two stars are too bland. <laughs> also, Guy Ritchie's been on autopilot for like the last decade now. Yeah, it's a real shame. He what, used to be a really cool director. Yeah, what a fun, interesting director he was. I think he needs to go back to ripping off Tarantino and. Uh, 
was in Scorsese in all of his movies like he did for all his classics. Yeah, just go back to making crime films. Mm -hmm. He really does. He needs to go back to make like a late in life crime. Actually, the last crime film he did, what was the Rock and Roller, wasn't very good. No, and they keep promising a sequel to that as well. I know they do. Like, oh, they'll return and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a whole universe he's charted out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, hey, but back to more comic news. Uh, apparently the Deadpool movie's coming out this week. You hear about that, Matt? I know. I've already got my tickets for it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that, too. All the reviews came in this week, and they've been surprisingly positive, which, well, not really surprisingly positive, but happy that they've been really positive, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, they're pretty great. I'm not. I'm not really a big Deadpool, Deadpool fan. I'm not really too familiar with him, but I'm pretty excited to see what happens in it. I, I never used to be a big Deadpool fan. Like I can proudly say that I'm a late in life Deadpool fan. That it was this, you know, Duggan Posehn run that really converted me to the character and kind of made me interested and made me give a damn. But you know, as is kind of always the case, and as kind of was destined to happen in a situation where Deadpool was in the news and where everyone's loving Deadpool, it gave Deadpool's creator, Rob Liefeld, to stick his foot in his mouth, as is often the case. Uh, what do he do now? Uh, well, apparently in an interview with the New York Times, Rob Liefeld went out of his way to shit on Fabian Nassiza, Deadpool's co-creator. <laughs> Why? I have no idea why. He basically said, you know, yeah, Fabian Nassiza, he's the co-creator. They would have given it to the janitor if the janitor was in the room at the time. You can you, you can read his whole interview with the New York Times, but it's really catty and really shitty. And it's like, wow, Rob, what the fuck? Even, even, uh, what is it? even Mark Wade took time out to be like, really, dude? They just made a movie out of your character and you go out of your way to shit on your co-creator? Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm glad I looked at this now as we're talking about this, but apparently Nasiza fired back and said that he had talked to Rob Liefeld and that this New York uh, Times guy had taken a lot of what he said out of context and that they're cool. See, I raise an eyebrow about that, given what we know about Rob Liefeld and the dumb shit he said before. Everyone will remember yeah. when he left D.C., he went after Scott Snyder for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And said, yeah, and said you don't sell the book man. Scott Batman does. <laughs> and just was genuinely a bit of an asshole. And then you'll also remember that this is a guy who, at his heyday, sued the widow of the creator of Captain America. So, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying, uh, Caesar can say whatever he wants, but I think Rob Liefeld's done a pretty good job showing the world his character multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very likely to believe that, you know, riding high on success instead of being happy, he took the time to shit on his co-creator. Yeah, yeah, that, that sucks. That way, sucks. To go, way to go, Rob. Way to go. You get a gold star. <laughs> I wonder if he sees any money from the Deadpool movie, Rob Liefeld. I would imagine. I would imagine they'd have like one of those title cards that say "Created by, by Rob Liefeld." He probably gets that, but I don't know if that translates to money or if he sold the rights to the character a long time ago. Yeah, he'll probably it, get something. Maybe I don't know. I guess it must just be nice though to see your name in a movie. In any, it capacity. would be pretty nice. It would be pretty nice. And uh, speaking of movies and speaking of guys putting their foot in their mouths, uh, here's a topic that I'm sure will be near and dear to your heart, Matt. I know you were tweeting about this one across the board, but Zack Snyder, in a big interview, says, I didn't change Superman canon. <laughs> oh, that, that is like the, the biggest bullshit ever. 
I didn't change the canon of this ever-evolving 75-year-old character. Yeah, and I, I was quick to post, like, multiple, re- like, instances where he has changed the character. Yeah, and, yeah, you had about seven by the time it was over. For those who don't follow Matt on Twitter, follow Matt on Twitter and look at those tweets because they were pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, I tell ya. You know, even just saying I didn't change Superman canon is just like, well, that tells me that you have a real misunderstanding of canon because there is no one solid canon of which Superman canon are you referring to? The current New 52 continuity, the Golden Age continuity, the pre-Flashpoint continuity? You just can't say I didn't change canon. Yeah, it it, it didn't make much sense. Uh, it just felt like he was just trying to defend his movie. Mm-hmm. For, like, no apparent reason. Well, geez, so, that, yeah. it feels like you're just putting words together now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's yeah. too funny. I didn't change Superman can only for all the nerds on the internet to be like, well, we can point to these several instances where yeah. you did. It was even great because, um, do you follow Dan Slott on Twitter? Oh, yes. Oh, he's been great with all this stuff, like, with what Zack Snyder has been saying. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh He's he's just so he just rags on Man of Steel so much, mm-hmm. and people get angry at him. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey guys, remember when I actually wrote Superman and Batman Adventures?" Yeah, yeah, it's true, right? Which which are great comics. I love his uh, Superman Batman Adventures. Yeah, yeah, those are those are really good stories. Again, to, which I love that people who only watch the movie are taking freaking comic writers to task. Guys who have worked with the characters and the canon. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Of course, of course, I'm sure Slot has the perfect comeback. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you ever written a Superman story? No. Well, fuck off the edge of my dick then. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Dan Slot's dick has like a little Superman cape on it. <laughs> Oh, that's something I didn't want to see. <laughs> well, you can fuck off the edge of it now. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, speaking of little capes, uh, thanks to the amazing Amazo, who last week promised to do some fan art for us and actually did, uh, drew an amazing piece of me as Doctor Strange with a Captain Canada shield. I think it's really cool. I think I need to use this piece in something because it's a really nice piece. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, geez, I was gonna say if we get any more fan art, I might have to actually bring back the fan art section of the show, which means editing this show is that much harder so people can see it. <laughs> but yeah, thank uh thank you for that, everybody. Uh definitely. And uh our next piece of news here, and man, isn't it always the way we recorded a big show last Monday and we were really happy with ourselves and we gotten a full hour of it. Then literally as soon as we were done the next day a bunch of news hit. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, big news via Bleeding Cool. Apparently, Bleeding Cool had the inside track. Uh, Apparently, they had a man on the inside, a writer X, as they were calling them, uh, with some big info on DC Rebirth, which is the huge new initiative, which I suppose will be replacing DCU and will be taking place after issue 50. Yeah, uh, at 52, I think. Yeah, right, 52, 52, because 52 is the magic number. Now, I talked this one to death last week on other shows and other videos. I'm going to let you talk now, Matt. I'm going to let you vent about this. Yeah, I, I, I did a couple of videos on it, and some of the – it was weird. I was getting, like, happy about some of the stuff, and then they release something else, and I get really mad, yeah. and then I get really happy again. But um, It's a lot of their basic, take. Their basic plan is that after – 52 issues after like batman superman whatever reach 52 issues 
they go into rebirth, which is they have some type of special, which is like a a zero issue, right? Uh, called rebirth, and then they go into like Batman Rebirth issue one, issue two, issue three, and I guess go from there. I have no idea what it is, whether it be just you know Batman becoming Batman again. You know, it Bruce sounds Wayne. like retelling the origin, doesn't it? Sounds like new zero yeah. issues. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah. Some of it sounded good, some of it sounded bad. A lot of the Superman stuff sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, where it's like a new book, The Superman. Yeah, which would have been based on the original characterization of the character before he was Superman, where he was a bald villain with telekinetic powers. Are you so Are you so out of ideas for Superman at this point? It's just like, okay, let's, let's go back and do this weird shit now. Well, I was talking with Tom about it, and he said that maybe it's something to do with... Because apparently Superman was coming up to be put into public domain. Mm. And he might think it's something to do with that. Like, maybe they have to tell the original story... Just to, to sort of to it. Yeah, just to sort of reset the public domain thing. Yeah, weirder shit has happened. Yeah, yeah. It's not out of the... You know, it's not out of the question. No, no. And, um... Another really sad thing that made me really angry is a bunch of books are getting cancelled. Supposedly. We don't know for certain, and I would say looking at the books that they have on there, like Midnight or like Starfire and like some other ones, I think it's less of them being cancelled and more of those characters being shuffled off to different teams and different situations. Yeah, I I don't know what's happening. I'm kind of upset the Midnighter book's getting either cancelled or finishing because that book's fucking amazing it is we'll talk about that and what we read this week now i i would imagine because midnighter was actually very well received with fans and critics i guess maybe if they canceled him they would spin him off into like an authority book maybe but i'm like you guys already tried to have an authority book and it didn't work so why cancel the book that's working only to shuffle him off to a team it's possible because i know in solicitations in an upcoming book i know apollo comes back Ah, maybe the book becomes Midnighter and Apollo then. Yeah, or like some, and as you say, we'll talk about it, but like more Stormwatch characters are starting to come back in to the new 52, so maybe they're going to make a new version of the Authority or Stormwatch or something. Which again, it's like you tried, but then again, people liked Midnighter more, so maybe Midnighter was a better lead-in for the Authority, and maybe people will actually pick it up because they have a character they want to follow in Midnighter, where before they never did. Yeah, 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 I could see that happening. Or, you know, maybe maybe they'll shove Midnighter off to the Justice League. Wouldn't that be some shit to have Midnighter on the fucking Justice League? Uh, yeah, yeah, or a Justice League team, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't that yeah. be crazy? I mean, pe- people forget, but technically Lex Luthor and Captain Cold are members of the Justice League now. They never left. Yeah, yeah, they never left, and I they've mean, just if... been sticking around. Imagine that, like, Lex Luthor starts, like, you know, Justice League South or whatever, and he takes the Midnighter <laughs> and Captain Cold and just all, like, these morally dubious heroes with him and be like, fine, you won't let me in the main Justice League? Well, I'll start my own Justice League with Blackjack and Hookers. I, I think he'd start something called Justice League Incorporated mm-hmm. and make it a business mm-hmm. and make it, like, business orientated. Holy shit, there's a pitch right there, Matt. Okay, so Lex Luthor starts Justice League Incorporated, Justice League Inc. He hires a bunch of morally dubious heroes. Hell, get Deathstroke on there. Like, he actually pays Deathstroke to be a member of the team because he's worked with him in passing. Yeah, and they're just, like, they're just a team that does stuff 
for business com like big companies. Yeah, like freaking BP hires them and goes, oh, and all these hippie protesters won't let us drill for oil. What do we do? Call Justice League Incorporated. They'll help us. <laughs> and it would be and like, you know, uh, like Luthor could have all this like Mitt Romney speak where he's like, you know, in America, companies are people and people need defense. And, you know, we're the superheroes for those people. <laughs> <laughs> not today that'd be great not, that'd be great not today hippies and you make it like really tongue-in-cheek and everything and you have like superman just grinding his teeth being like technically they're not breaking the law <laughs> it curse you i'm just they're just kind of skirting the line yeah i think you could make a really fun book out of that actually shit that's a good pitch matt let's let, let's take this to dc tomorrow and see what they think <laughs> well, I know some DC writers. I'll tweet it, tweet it to them. Yeah, really. Uh, some of the other books they were talking about the possibility of coming out. Apparently, Batman Superman is getting canceled, and Superman Wonder Woman is getting canceled, but it's getting replaced with a Trinity book, which is just the three of them together. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, especially makes sense with the lead-up to the new movie. They want a book that features all three of them. Yep. Yep. Uh, some other stuff they were talking about. Apparently, another take on the Teen Titans where now Damien is going to be leading the Teen Titans. What? Yeah, so, like, how many Teen Titans book is that, this now in, like, the space of, like, a year and a half? Eh, too many. The only good one is Titans Hunt, and even Titans Hunt is kind of spinning its wheels the last little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I guess this is to tie in with that animated movie they have, which seems like a dumb idea to change your entire comics around to tie into your animated movies that a take forever to come out and are mostly forgotten these days once they're gone <laughs> yeah if they're not batman no one really cares mm. i mean come on a damien led teen titans team that that doesn't sound very good he's not a leader no, no he's not he's not he's not a unless leader. Some, unless something like would happen to make him more like a leader, I can't see him leading the team. And then there's talk, too, that Titans Hunt will continue once it's done. Like, it's already been so popular, it's decided that that will become a new book, which I assume that's where Starfire would go, where it's like, okay, finally, after all this time, you get to go back to the Teen Titans. Yeah, and uh, Titans Hunt also ties in with them maybe thinking about bringing back the JSA. Yeah, that was the next apparently there was thing. something in Titans Hunt that, maybe hinted at a jsa or something well the idea is is that the old teen titans the ones that we remember apparently according to the dan abnett retcon here have existed in the new 52 it's just something wiped their mind so they never remembered being a team and apparently everyone else's mind got wiped too because no one else remembers <laughs> them being a team but i guess the idea is that they would also do that with the jsa or do a similar type of retcon story to be like, no, 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 the Justice Society of America, they existed all the time in the New 52. You just never saw them. <laughs> which, they're, like, they're like that mutant forget-me-not. Yeah, which seems like a massive ass-pull, and I'm going to be like, what, is it because they're all older? Is it all going to be like they all have Alzheimer's, so they all forgot being superheroes? <laughs> <laughs> then you run into the massive problem, too, where it's like, okay... So will this be original lineup of the JSA? So will this be like Jay Garrick and like original Green Lantern and everything? And if so, don't you run into a problem that you already have younger versions of those characters on Earth 2? That's a, yeah, that's like another thing. Like what's going to happen with Earth 2? Is that just going to 
fade away or something. Are you just going to torpedo Earth 2? I know my interest in Earth 2 dropped off immensely once it became Earth 2 society, but then again, maybe this JSA will be the next leg of Earth 2, and maybe they'll all come back together, and now the book will just be called Justice Society of America, no Earth 2 branding at all. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. Either the, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with them and this new Justice Society book, whether they'll come back into like the main universe or well, something. I, I was saying they had a perfect chance to do that during Convergence. Yeah, and I, exactly. And I exactly. feel like they wanted to do it, but they chickened out halfway. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought they were originally going to do. They were going to end up on Earth-1 and just be the JSA. And that was going to be the big crisis where it's like, hey, we all live here now and now they have to deal with living in a world where they're not the only Flash and they're not the only Hawk person, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Well, considering that, like, Convergence was kind of a fuck-up at the end, I could see that they they were like, they had that and then they took that storyline out to keep it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, that's that's backtracking to the Convergence. So, yeah, that's that's our little thing on DC Rebirth. Uh, Anything else to say on the matter before we move on? Uh, no, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the coming months. You know, yeah. I, I I know some people who haven't been reading comics nearly as long as us. They're like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, DC Rebirth. I'm never reading again. And I'm like, guys, this is like my fifth or sixth DC <laughs> yeah, Rebirth. We're used to this. We're used to this. And again, every time without fail with DC, every four or five years, they, yeah, try, yeah. they try and shake shit up again. Yeah, I, I don't know why it is. It's, I yeah, they just can't. Let it sit be still for longer than four or five years. Now, at least at this point in time, I can kind of see why their backs are against the wall. Because if you've actually seen the sales, they're not doing good in sales. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're they're losing big time. DCU was a real boondoggle for them. It was a real yeah. fiasco, and obviously they'll never admit that it was. So I'm guessing DC Rebirth is like, hey, Rebirth, back to basics. We're sorry about what happened before. <laughs> Now, I guess if they're retiring DCU, does that also mean they're retiring creativity over continuity? Does that mean we have to put the cock down? Do we have to put the cock away? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It it might come back as something else. I don't know if we can live in a world where we can't COC all day, every day. It's all right. We'll find it. We'll find it somewhere in there. You know, life finds a way. (laughs) Life finds a way. (laughs) In this, in this, in this instance, cock finds a way. Man, I think I know the title of this episode: Knights of the Cock, Knights of Coc. <laughs> We're down with Coc, yeah, you know me. <laughs> down with creativity over continuity. <laughs> oh, we have fun. And before people ask, what is Joel stop at weird intervals? It's because I'm drinking my morning tea because it's still early. I, I actually had a friend listen to the show. Not too long ago, and they said, "Man, Joel fucking drinks a lot on mic." <laughs> They're like, "You should, you should work on that for the future, Joel. You should not drink on mic as much." He says it's tea, but it's booze. I need it to get through the day. It's Daddy's special helper. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we have one last piece of news, and then we can talk about what we read this week. And that piece of news is Disney to sue Stanley Media for half a million dollars. Yeah, after. You know, Stanley Media has been trying to sue Disney for the better part of 10 years. Yeah, to which I'm sure people are like, whoa, 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 Disney's suing Stanley? No, they're suing no, a company no. that has Stanley's name. In fact, I should really cover this one of these days 
on the legal series I do for NerdSync Supersuits because this is a really interesting story. Basically, at some point in the early 2000s, Stan Lee had an idea to be like, you know, I need to cash in on that internet, Excelsior. I'm going to create a new company, and we're going to do internet properties. I'm going to create my first original characters for the first time ever. And he did, for a bit. And then apparently the guy who he hired to run the company was a giant crook and a giant scumbag who ended up ousting him from the company. And then even after Stan Lee was ousted, Stan Lee Media went on to try and sue Disney Marvel for the rights to Stan Lee characters. Ain't that some bullshit? Yeah, they after after he left, they basically just went insane and said, we own everything. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was... Yeah, they've just, for the better part of 10 years, they've been trying to sue for, like, the Avengers and Spider-Man and X-Men and mm. all these characters, and Disney have just laughed them out of court. Yeah, because it's all very insane. Yeah. And, and it, now, yeah, Disney is now suing them for court fees. Yeah, and now the Mouse House is firing back for being like, hey, why did you get us involved in all these frivolous lawsuits, you dicks? <laughs> did they actually think they would win? Did they actually think they had a case? I, I, I don't know whether it was one of them where they were just, like, trying to stonewall Disney or something. Something. Yeah. It's like, hey, we, company who stole the name of Stan Lee, now want to steal his creations. <laughs> That's got to really suck for poor Stan Lee to know there's this horrible company out there that has your name attached to it. I know, like, can't he do anything about that? No, I guess he can't. <laughs> I guess there was something in the in the contracts that he can't do it. But yeah, I mean, that's just a walking, talking defamation of character right there that this horrible company bears his name. Oh, maybe Disney will, like, Sue him into guard him so hard that, they yeah, they just disappear. <laughs> uh, all the Mickey Mouse lawyers, ho-ho, you've been very bad, ho-ho! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can get the box or the bat, ho-ho, what do you want? <laughs> the box of that <laughs> just put the money in the box or else you get the bat again oh <laughs> i'm not a bad guy <laughs> oh good old mickey voice oh the hours of entertainment you brought me <laughs> that's or, or no it, it was ray donovan i was trying to do there you can you can have the uh the, the bag or the box when it's like you can either put the green dye on yourself or i can beat your ass with this bat <laughs> God, Ray Donovan's a good show for those who haven't watched it. That, that show's still great. Yeah, it's pretty great. That, uh, that show's friggin' awesome. So yeah, I guess from there, uh, thus concludes the news portion of the comic multiverse for this week. Man, that was a, that was a news-tacular news segment, wasn't it, Matt? It was it is probably the most news we've had for a while. <laughs> it's true, and you know, we're, we're gonna keep that up now, because the comic multiverse, it's just not comic book news anymore. It's everything. Everything's gay, man. We can we can talk about it all. We can do anything. And uh, yeah. I, I guess now we can transition over to people's other favorite portion of the show, and that is talking about what we read this week. Cool. You can go first. I went first last week. Okay, here, let me let me actually dig out what I reviewed this week. Oh, I guess I guess the big one for this week, the one that everyone really wanted to talk about, was Spider-Man issue number one, the first Miles Morales drop this week. How was that? I was going to read it, but I never got time around to read it. Uh, pretty good. I mean, Bendis basically just keeps going like nothing stopped, more or less. It's business as usual. Miles is living in the 616 universe. Still hanging out with Gank, still hanging out at the Vision Institute. Uh, his parents are alive now and, you know, back in his life, which is pretty cool. His mom calls him and berates him for getting bad grades. <laughs> That's cool. Because he's too busy being Spider-Man. Of course, a lot of people have kicked up the theory now 
does Miles remember what happened? And if he does, does that not also mean his dad remembers? And if his dad remembers, does that also not mean that he knows he's Spider-Man? Because mm. it seems like he did in this issue. It seemed like he was covering for Miles with his mom. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess, like, there's other characters that have come over from Secret Wars that know, like, old man Logan mm. and everything. So it's possible. It's it possible. is possible. And it's funny. Uh, even Bombshell, they say, might have survived. And Bombshell is running around. Cool. Which, which, you know, to me, that totally stinks of something that, like, they didn't tell Bendis to do that, but Bendis just dropped it in dialogue. It's like, well, now she has to stay and she has to be alive because I said it. <laughs> like, that's probably one of those things when Bendis sat down, like, okay, now you can save these characters here and no one else. Like, but I want to save Bombshell, but you can't, though, Brian, you can't. Well, I'm going to save her anyway and you can't stop me. <laughs> I'm sure they called him into the office like, God damn it, Brian, we told you not to save Bombshell, but I wanted to. <laughs> We're going to find out later he saved his version of Cloak and Dagger, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's just saved all, all his characters. Yeah. I mean... It's just little universe that lives on this street. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anyone would do it, Brian Michael Bend is great. God damn Goddamn, Jessica Jones is living in the apartment above Miles. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's the Bendis Bunch. It's all of his characters, and they will spin off into a new book called The Bendis Bunch. <laughs> I mean, look, Brian Michael Bendis, great writer, tells great stories. Ultimate Spider-Man and this new Spider-Man book continues to be good, but he does not play well with others, nor does he play well with other people's continuity. He's like mine and no one else's. <laughs> I didn't even read Ultimate End, but apparently people were telling me that as far as Bendis is concerned, Ultimate End is canon. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Ultimate End completely contradicts everything that Hickman wrote. <laughs> but again, that's a very Bendis move where he's just like, no, Hickman, you don't get to end the Ultimate Universe. Only I get to end it. And even then, I'm not even really going to end it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Spider-Man is cool. He fought Blackheart in his first appearance, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, really? Of all the villains you offer up Spider-Man for the first time, Blackheart? No shit. Yeah, that's quite a weird villain. Yeah, quite a weird villain. But yeah, I mean, Miles fights him and everything. He helps out the Avengers. The Avengers get trounced, and uh, Miles gets a lucky Venom blast in and defeats uh, Blackheart. And as the comic winds down, uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker shows up. And he sees Miles standing around all these beaten up Avengers and Spider-Man's like, Miles, what did you do? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Peter, I beat up the entire Avengers team on my own. Come on, you give me way too much credit. <laughs> but yes, uh, Spider-Man was cool. I will definitely I will definitely keep up with that book. It certainly, in my mind, seems to be filling the void of the down to earth Spider-Man, where obviously the main amazing book now. Is him yeah. traveling around the world and being a CEO and everything. Yeah, yeah. Which is good, which I mean, you know, I think that's what we were even saying if we had our way, have main Spider-Man be the globe-trotting book with adult Peter Parker dealing with adult problems. And yeah, it kind of some... makes sense now, yeah. Yeah, and have young uh, Miles be like the teenager guy having the classic teenage Spider-Man problems, and that definitely seems to be where they're going with it. Cool, cool. Um, well, speaking of Brian Michael Bendis, I had Invincible Iron Man issue six. Ah, I read that last night. It was pretty good. It was. It was, mostly, it was mostly a War Machine-focused issue. Yeah, War Machine doing his detective thing, yeah. looking for ninjas and, like, where they could come from. And, so, yeah, of course, he goes, he goes to... to Japan, because where else would ninjas <laughs> <Yeah>. come from? <laughs> 
Yeah, and goes and asks his, I guess, like contacts there in the criminal underworld, and he finds this guy who, <laughs> I like when he sees the guy and he's like, is he a mutant or is he inhuman or something? And he's like, I, I've just stopped asking. Yeah, the lady, I've stopped asking at this point. <laughs> yeah, and, and while this was happening, Tony, Victor, and Amara had some pretty cool conversations. But they had we breakfast. still don't know about Victor. We still don't know. No, we don't. Like, what his thing is, like. He he's got to be trying like something, pull, yeah. pulling the wool over, over Tony's eyes or something. You know, I'll actually get back to Victor in a, in another book that I talk about because something happened that actually kind of involves Doctor Doom. Ooh. Well, gee, should I guess I can talk about it right now? So I read uh, Uncanny Avengers number five, which was a hilariously an almost entirely X Men focused story, <laughs> wherein they. Uh, they're looking for information on the Red Skull, of all people. Apparently, they're looking to try and find him now and try and get Charles Xavier's brain back. Okay. To which I'm like, okay, you guys are like three years late for this, but okay. <laughs> hey, we've had a lot of shit to deal with. Okay? I know, right? Between Axis and the end of the world, we really have. And you, and they're on this, like, uh, villains-only gambling riverboat, like, shaking guys down for information. <laughs> Uh, and I raise an eyebrow. I'm like, whoa, whoa, but at the end of Axis, though, Red Skull was the prisoner of Doctor Doom. No, oh, okay. That was Doctor Doom in like one of his few acts of goodness, where he's like, you know, ah, the Red Skull is. Yeah, far that's too right. Dangerous. Yeah, I remember that. I'm yeah. gonna keep him captive here in my castle with like dampeners on his mind. Okay. So I'm just like, okay, so are we just saying Axis didn't happen now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sure seems that way. Was I the only one who liked Axis? I think I might have been the only one who liked Axis. I think so. I had to read some of it because I had tie-ins and stuff, but yeah, eh, eh. Yeah, so... Didn't matter in the long haul, so... So yeah, they're looking for the Red Skull, and by the end of the issue, they actually do find him. He he, he freaking tricks Rogue. He uses his new mental powers to make it look like he's Gambit. Oh, okay. And they just let him slip away because they think he's Gambit when he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I just imagine Red Skull doing like a fake Creole accent. Hey, mon cher, it is me, the Gambit Man. <laughs> Yet he's still got his like Latverian accent. <laughs> yeah, or German because you now he's freaking Red Skull. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Doctor Doom. Kinetic card. Yes, it is me, Gambit. Is nice. Are you Gambit or Borat? Yes. I don't know. But yeah, that, that, that was a weird issue for them just out of nowhere to be like, yeah, Red Skull's fine and he's out here now. I guess that also means something for the Old Man Logan book because Red Skull is on uh, Logan's hit list. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, they were going to need to bring him back somehow. So they, so they brought him back and are just kind of ignoring the end of it. That, 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 that would have been great if like Old Man Logan is like, looking for Red Skull and he finds it like red skull is actually dead so he just kills some guy who has like a red skull and just like ah, eh, good enough oh well you know there was a bunch of fake red skulls just as there was a lot of fake captain america so i'm sure he'd be able to find someone yeah he'll just murder them all until he gets the right one <laughs> i'll find it eventually trial and error <laughs> what do you guys has got to be the real one uh what uh what else did you have um I had Midnight at issue nine. Yes, I read that one last night as well. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, as I said before, we got a lot of new Stormwatch characters come back. We did uh, afterthought. We, yeah, and we had 
Henry Bendix, the guy who actually made the authority and Stormwatch come back. And he's the one who's, I guess, stole the, this God Garden tech and made made Afterthought, which is basically Midnighter 2.0. Yeah, where it's like, I've got an atomic computer in my brain, which lets me see the future, so I'm like you, but better. Yeah. Now, was Afterthought in any of the other Suicide Squad books? No, no, no. They just threw him in right now, which is funny that even Harley and Deadshot are like, why are we working with this guy? He seems way better than us. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I didn't know whether he was in because I'm not reading Yellow Suicide Squad. No, no, he's books. not. They just, they just threw him in and they threw in Mercury Mantle too. Yeah, 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 that speed stuff. Which makes me think it was Mercury Mantle a guy from the Authority that I don't know about. I think he would have to be the way they're just throwing him at us now. I think he was, but I think he was called something else. I'm not too sure because I remember there was a speedster in that, and but <laughs> I like that scene with it how like. Midnighter launches into this massive monologue about how he can kill the guy with one punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he basically does. Or he picks up a crowbar and he's like, oh, my arm is complete again. <laughs> he's taking out this super advanced uh, space station owned by Task Force X with a fucking crowbar. <laughs> I know, it, it's amazing. And he uh, beats up all these it... security guards. He's like, oh, your intel was bad. I heard there were security guards here. <laughs> Guess not. Uh, uh, that's great. He'd yeah. be awesome on a Justice League team. <laughs> Midnighter is a lot of fun. Like, heck, I'm at the point now. I'm like, dude, Midnighter should get his own animated movie. Oh yeah, or yeah, or a TV series or something. But, like, like I, I told you last week, I finished up Helsing Ultimate. When I was reading Midnighter this week, I couldn't help but read him in Crispin Freeman's voice. Where I'm like, see, that's who you yeah, get to do yeah. it. You get Crispin Freeman to voice him, and you do a whole show about how he's this unstoppable badass, and you just tell like human stories about the people around him. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I don't know why he isn't more popular, because he's just literally Batman who actually hurts people With more than Batman With a computer in does. his brain, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got a computer in his brain, sense. he's morally dubious, he fights aliens and lots of other crazy bullshit. Yeah, he's a pretty cool character, I really like him. He is a cool character, he's got a lot going on. Friggin' Steve Orlando also writes a funny book too, like it's pretty funny as well. Yeah, yeah, it's not all like serious stuff, It's there's some really funny parts in it's, it. It's darkly hilarious is what it is at times. Yeah. But yeah, that's that, That's our glowing recommendation of Midnighter. Enjoy it while you can by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. Until they move it on to something or, you know, try and cut the throat of the goose that lays the golden eggs on this one mm -hmm. uh, another book i had this week the finale of batman europa yeah what was that like i really liked it might be my favorite issue yet you know why why bane was behind it all <laughs> <laughs> that's great i'm like shit did i write this finale and just not remember it where it's like hey everybody bane was behind it all <laughs> Oh, that's great. And of course, because they go to different European cities, this final leg of their European trip is Rome. So, of course, Bane has the meet at the Colosseum because, of course, of course. he does. Of course. <laughs> and then he fights Batman and we get the big reveal that, oh, Batman and Joker, you guys had the cure for your poison all along. It exists in the other one's bloodstream. Okay, that seems like something like Batman should have automatically tested. <laughs> <laughs> well, th well, they come back and say Batman's like, oh, I, I should have seen all the clues, but the poison was affecting my mind. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I think it was you who had the uh, the Batman Europa panel out of context and how funny and weird yeah. it seemed. Well, that's why, because that whole talk about the blood and everything, they needed that. So all that 
weird talk from the first issue and beyond where Batman's like, oh, I can taste the blood of my enemy. That's literally the last page where he's drank the Joker's blood to cure his own poison. Ugh. Yeah. Wouldn't well, he get, like, some, like, weird diseases and shit? You would fucking think how filthy must that guy be. But the idea Bane basically put into motion was to have Batman make, like, this impossible choice where it's like, look, if you do nothing, the Joker will die. And you'll be completely, yeah. you know, free and clear from it. But you'll die, too. So to save yourself, you have to also save him. Yeah, that's sort of makes sense as well because one can't exist without the other. Yeah, and really. it's a whole meta narrative of, you know, how Batman and Joker literally need one another. Yeah, yeah. That's and pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It is. Batman Europa was a great story. It's a tight, tight four issues. Might be one of the best modern Batman stories I've read in a while. And you know what? Completely out of continuity too. Completely on That's its good. own. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I hope they do more stuff like Batman Europa in the future. That That was a good, good one. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. What else did I have? I had Green Lantern issue forty nine. Oh yes, the continuing. Have they destroyed Coast City yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Hal, keep, Hal keeps stopping Sona from doing it. <laughs> he keeps he keeps cock blocking him. Yeah, in this issue, uh, Hal stops Sona from blowing up the UN. <laughs> uh, as as the UN meet to sort of figure out what to do with Medora and whether they should make it like a sovereign nation or anything. Mm. Sona put, like, all these bombs in, like, the translator things the UN wears. Right. And, uh, yeah, he was going to blow it all up. Like, Hal sort of figured it out and everything and went and saved them all. And people like Green Lantern now because he saved people. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And Parallax made it to Earth as well. Ah, yes. So I think, like, next issue is, like, him versus Hal Jordan. And I had a really cool idea where, like, they're... I, I, I don't think he'll be teaming up with Sona. What I think will happen is that, like, Hal will be fighting Sona, and then Parallax will just come and just flat-out kill Sona in front of Hal, and then just like, oh, we don't need him. We're going to fight our own battle. <laughs> I could see that happening, and then he's probably going to destroy Coast City as well. well I was going to say, have, have you read, read the, the newest solicitations for Green Lantern? No, I haven't. They seem to be implying that his brother will probably die is what they're leading up to. There's like a whole thing there where it's like Sonar's yelling and, you know, how Jordan is cradling what looks to be the lifeless body of his brother. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he, his family's been getting kind of fucked over recently. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would see that happening. Such is, such is the life of a superhero. Yeah, yeah. To get fucked over at every turn. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, uh, what else did I have going on this week? It was a lighter week than usual, or at least it felt lighter in the grander scheme of things. Um, oh yeah, new Amazing Spider-Man. I had two Spider-Man yep. books this week. Technically three if you count Spidey, but I'm thinking Spidey will end up on the rack attack. Uh, yeah, interesting story. It's him fighting a mind-controlled cloak and dagger. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a fun stinger. At the end of that, where we find out the woman that Peter's been seeing is working for the evil Zodiac organization. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, her big plan to kill him is she's going to reprogram the Spider-Mobile to go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, killer cars. Yeah, I'm going to have your killer car freaking kill you. And uh, r really, the main Spider-Man story kind of wasn't that interesting. It was actually the side stories that I kind of like. It's Harry Osborn trying to rebuild his family with Liz Allen and, like, his two out-of-wedlock kids. Yep. So so they, like, go have pizza, 
and then they get saved from like a stray car by freaking Regent of all people, the villain from the Renew Your Vow Secret War story. Oh God! Dan Slot's like, I'm making Regent happen. You can't stop me. <laughs> Regent will happen whether you like it or not. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that one. Uh, what else did you have happening? Uh, Detective Comics issue 49. Ah, yes, I also read that last night. Really cool story Tomasi's telling here. Yeah, yeah, it's really, like, I'm really reminded of, um, uh, that movie Seven. Mmm, oh god, very Seven. Like, like, The Bone Collector and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's very, like, you know, like, serial killer thriller. Yeah, it, it's great. It, it suits the book so well. Yeah, I, so I well. like that it's a mystery. Like, it's, like, two issues in, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have no idea who this killer is. Like, where he was going to be revealed to be someone important. I think. Do you think? I, I, I would just like it if it's just like, hey, it was just a guy. That, that'd be pretty cool. But I think that the fact that they haven't like shown his face yet and keeps using like masks and what's Two Face up to recently? Two Face is what's dead. He up to? Apparently, like still. Maybe they could bring him back. But here's the thing, though. Two Face died in a Peter Tomasi story, and Tomasi mm-hmm. is writing this. Mm, the plot thickens so maybe because like at the end of like a batman and robin store what well, was batman and two-face because robin was technically dead they implied that two-face shot himself and we haven't seen him since maybe that's why he wears the mask like his face is extra fucked up maybe what's what i find extra interesting and extra creepy about that serial killer from this new story is that he speaks entirely in historical quotes yeah yeah like he doesn't talk like a normal person he just speaks in quotes, like he's trying to burn a girl at the stake and he just speaks in nothing but Joan of Arc quotes. Yeah, that... Oh, so good. And then what was that last mass he had? It was like someone from the Confederacy. I think it was like uh, Howard E. Lee or whatever, so he was speaking like in all these Confederate quotes. Yeah, yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> and them damn Yankees and them damn Southerners, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy... Like, like, lots of Batman villains are cool. This guy is genuinely creepy and unsettling. Yeah, and it has me excited as well because uh, Tomasi is apparently writing the new Superman book. So yes. I'm thinking, oh, what, what's he going to do with Superman? Yeah, supposedly Tomasi will be taking over Superman and Tom King will be taking over Batman is the is the word they have right now. Yeah, well, he's upgrading from Grayson. Yeah, which, man, what, what a freaking, like, go up for him because he hasn't written comics for very long, Tom King. No, it's great. He, he, the Grayson comic's great, so yeah. Yes. Tom King, for those who don't know, that dude was a freaking ex-CIA agent before he started yeah, which writing Which why comics. Grayson is so good. Yeah. Which, you know, makes me believe, what the hell is this dude going to bring to Batman when he's basically a real-life Batman? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, shit. It, and, you know, nice, young, fresh voice, too, that they're taking a gamble on. And maybe they feel safe doing that because probably Snyder's going to be moving to Detective if that rumor turns out to be true. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting book, and whether he keeps with the whole, like, crime serial killer sort of thing. Uh, I hope he does. Of the detective comics. Yeah, I do as well. Because, like, if you've read Snyder's work, everything else, that's what he likes to do. That's his thing. He likes horror. He likes mystery. Yeah, I I hope he sticks with that. He likes weird gothic architecture. I know I always mention it, but Black Mirror, probably the best Dick Grayson as Batman story, was a weird out there mystery story and it was told by scott snyder in the pages of detective comics back when he did that it was great it's one of the few hard covers i own yeah yeah same here actually uh i uh i, I ordered a cover for my uh for my samsung galaxy and it's that jock cover of that comic 
Oh, nice. It, ha- it hasn't shown up yet. G- come on, skin it. It hasn't shown up yet. I ordered it custom, and it hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> nah, they probably just sent it snail mail and everything. Um, anything else too big to talk about? We're almost hitting that hour mark there, so I'm just thinking uh, if I should talk about something else. Um, I guess I'll just lightning round some of the other books I read. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number three. Interesting yep. book. They're bringing back a bunch of the Bendis mutants that he never used. So, like, Triage comes back and Zorn comes back, too. Huh. For a bit. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal. Uh, fun book. This is the one that basically straight up says uh, that Harper Rowe, uh, her parents were actually murdered by Cassandra Kane, or her mother was murdered by Cassandra Kane. <laughs> and that she was meant to be trained to be Batman's ultimate sidekick. But Batman ended up defeating Mother, and yet Batman, like a dick, never told Harper about it. So now Harper is really angry at Batman and the whole Batman legacy that she was seemingly screwed over out of. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. Uh, Green Arrow uh, is still telling this weird werewolf story, but like with werewolves as like a stand-in for people with HIV, and then like a stand-in for other disenfranchised groups. And Green Arrow kind of gets his werewolfiness cured in this issue but he's like i know being a werewolf i now understand how the other half lives and i'm like really (laughs) that's that's an odd thing to say oliver but okay i like i i'm I'm digging this story weird though it is so i'll stick with it uh a force continued to be a lot of fun uh they're basically getting the whole team together from the secret wars tie-in and they more or less have it now cool Uh, Cool. what, what did you have if you just wanted to lightning around what you had left uh, I had Obi-Wan and Anakin issue two. Oh, shit, did that come out this week? Yeah, it was great. Ah, crap, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm gonna, I gotta go pick that up when we're done here. <laughs> uh, we got more about this planet, apparently there's like two warring factions of the planet, one called The Closed, mm-hmm. it's a really weird name, um, and the other one just like a faction of like, kind of, I guess, resistance, and yeah, they're fighting because they think either destroyed the planet and everything, so Obi-Wan and Anakin have to sort of broker peace between them uh we also got a little bit more about the chancellor always teaching good. anakin and yeah as i said in my review it's really great because that's something that wasn't shown in the movies like we we dropped into episode two and they're like best friends and everything yeah and it's like we don't know why that happen yeah and this one the chancellor takes um <laughs> it takes anakin to basically a strip club because <laughs> you know their relationship isn't creepy enough <laughs> yeah apparently the chancellor likes um, he, he literally dresses like Emperor Palpatine <laughs> in this, and uh, he says he likes going to the sub levels of Coruscant and helping people, quote oh. unquote. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what exactly he does. It like cuts away once they get to the club, but yeah, I like to yeah, walk that's... around in robes with my creepy monster face. <laughs> <laughs> he, he puts on like a monster face, like a fake one. <laughs> hey, Anakin, would you like to come walk around with me in my creepy monster face? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then he that reached into his seems... robes and pulled out a wine cooler. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of those hip flasks. <laughs> Here, Anakin, take a drink. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it's like their relationship wasn't creepy enough. I know it's it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> hey, have I ever told you about the dark side of the force? <laughs> that's like that's like the weirdo who's like, ah, hey, you know, Hitler had some good ideas, right? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't such a bad guy. <laughs> At that point, it's like you just back away slowly. 
Uh, uh, yeah, but that book was pretty good. But book that wasn't too good was actually in comics issue 49. Oh, you didn't like it? No, because Superman gets his powers back, but oh, he gets finally. them back because he gets them back because he sat in Kryptonite. <laughs> okay, I'm not making that up. He actually sat in Kryptonite and he got his powers back. I've, the whole reasoning was that because Vandal Savage damaged his cells, so he couldn't um, get his powers. He thought that burning them away with Kryptonite would work, and it does. But I don't see how he didn't think that. Oh, it'll just burn away the the damaged shells. It won't burn away anything else. Yeah, really. Of course, it starts burning away everything else and killing him. Yeah, l- like real chemotherapy, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it might destroy you know the cancerous cells, but it might destroy cells you need too. But also, it gives him new powers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They made a big deal about him having new power. What new power does he have? Uh, basically powers that Superman Red and Superman Blue have. <laughs> oh, shit, so he can do electricity bullshit? He can be Blue Electric Superman? No, he can see, like, electric waves and, and like, signals and stuff see, like that. See, that's the sort of shit that I just assumed Superman could do anyway, because he's freaking Superman. Yeah, it, it's... I don't understand, like, why they're deciding to do this now. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, and it's absolutely stupid that he got powers from Kryptonite. He's not Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, really. But yeah, I, I don't know where they're exactly going with it, whether he'll actually just get rid of like the Kryptonite powers and just have his powers, or whether <laughs> he'll die, die or something, or whether like pre-Flashpoint Superman will come around and help him or something. It, it always seems so weird to me. Like, it always seems like, really, are you so out of ideas? Where it's like, well, what's your big idea? They say, we're going to give Superman new powers. <laughs> well, this is like the third power he's had in two years. The I third know. new power. So, yeah, they're just like kind of running out of ideas. And it's really funny because they used to, like, take powers away from Superman. I know, right? Like, before he had, like, super ventriloquism and... <laughs> He could like shoot rainbows throw planets like hand. fastballs and yeah stuff like that and, and then no we're gonna take them away but here have a solar flare power and kryptonite powers but you can only use the solar flare once every twenty four hours and once you do use it you end up being human so yeah and the kryptonite powers kill you because it's <laughs> kryptonite <laughs> see you get a superpower but you get a super disability with them it's a super trade off yeah and I don't think since it's like issue forty nine and they're sort of like Come on, wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah, They're not going to do the whole thing where, like, finally the thing that hurt him most is actually helping him. They're not going to do, do any of that, so yeah. Yeah, a lot of these books right now feel to be, okay, wrap it up, wrap it up, hit issue 50, wrap it up, wrap it up, we're changing everything, wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's like Ant-Man, back it up, back it up, only it's wrap it up, wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, was that it? Was that everything you had to cover uh, for this week? Ah, uh, yep. Okay, so yeah, I guess with that, everyone, we'll wind down the Comic Multiverse for another episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening, so much for all your great support. Uh, as always, I will ask you to like, subscribe, favorite, do all that social media jazz. Check out Matt's channel, which is... Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. Check that out. You can see all the comics he talked about today and more over there. Uh, Matt does a lot of great work over there. Uh it's funny, last week I joked, say, you know, uh, check out Matt on Facebook, and, but don't check me out on Facebook because I'm not comfortable with the page yet. Of course, like, two people went to the Facebook page. I'm like, no, don't do it. I'm not comfortable with it. 
I'm sure they're like, ah, I get you, Joel. Reverse psychology. You told me not to do it, so I'll go and do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting and making the show so cool and everything. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, until then, everyone, uh, this has been Joel. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching my newest video. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll feel like checking out some more videos I have on offer here at Cape Joel.